This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. And a very pleasant Tuesday morning to one and all within the sound of our voices. Breaking Boston for June 6, 2023. It's Fitzy, it's Hart, and it's you and your fresh cup of sports to start the day. Don't have time for a full sports radio show? In 15 to 20 minutes, we got you covered. Feeding the Boston sports superfan. And today, it is the latest round of OTAs, oats spelled differently, organized team activities back in Foxborough, media allowed, good vibes are rolling. In fact, people are so optimistic about the Patriots now, part of you can't help but wonder if this is not sort of excessive, not managed, but excessive optimism in the face of failures and dysfunction within the other organizations. We were promised possibly one, if not two, duck boat parades. We received none. We didn't even see a championship round appearance for either the Celtics or the Bruins. The Red Sox are in total turnaround again. Losers of seven of their last 10, 30 and 30. And for some reason, that 500 record feels almost like it's a veneer because there's issues galore with your home team as they make their way just past the one-third mark of the season. However, the Patriots... People are feeling good about. We got vibes, like you said last week, Andy. People seem to think that there's a general sense of professionalism, that they're organized, they're doing things the right way. This is how it's supposed to go. But in the face of last year's dysfunction and ineptitude, now we turn things around, and the Six Rings guys are here to tell you that there's reason to be excited, except do we feel like almost now that there's too much optimism that there's too much excitement or at least that people are making too much of the littlest things poor a hemplo uh albert breer does his sports illustrated monday morning quarterback thing and there are two particular nuggets which we will address today uh, on the six ring style breaking boston number one being mac jones speaking exclusively to bill o'brien offense running through mac and bill and bill o bill belichick is delegating everything to bill o'brien to tell to mac jones and people are like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Bill O'Brien is such a commanding presence. He's taken over the entire offense. Look at this. Mac is so happy. Uh, this just in, everyone. That's how it's supposed to go. Yeah. Uh, whatever the comparison is, whether it's the Patriots being compared to themselves, yeah. to a crappily run football mm -hmm. team, to the failures of the organizations in town, as you mentioned, or the disappointments, relative failures, I guess we should say, because they were, you know, setting records and getting into the playoffs and being favorites for titles mm -hmm. until they weren't, until the wheels fell off. But whatever the that is has created this atmosphere where small victories, small accomplishments, small positive nuggets are just embraced wholeheartedly right. for the Patriots. And the first is the best example, the Bill O'Brien thing. So Breer writes, oh, he's delegating to Bill O'Brien, Bill Belichick. Yeah, 
what did you expect? We've talked about this for, it's got to be going on six months now. When we first, before mm-hmm. he was even working for the Patriots, and we said the perfect guy would be Bill O'Brien. Mm-hmm. So you can just turn the offense over to Bill O'Brien. He brings competency, experience, knowledge, comfort, whatever good words, good adjectives you want to use, whatever words you wouldn't use to describe Matt Patricia and last year's offense. Those are the words that Bill O'Brien brings. And it would be crazy, alarming, stunning report, newsworthy if it weren't that. If we were out there and it was like Bill O'Brien was kind of behind the whole huddle and Bill Belichick's up like barking at Mac Jones, holding the call sheet, then we'd be like, wait a minute, we did this last year. It didn't work. Why'd you hire that guy? Yeah, why'd you, why, why'd you spend all this money on this guy and make a right. dog and pony show, a Tuesday night press release about we're going to actually pursue an official offensive coordinator? So, and I'm not, this is not a critique of Breer. Breer is just reporting what he sees and he should be. It was the reaction to it that I heard like such a positive, almost surprised or I I don't even know what the word would be, but you know, hell we've talked even deeper about this. You and I Fitzy, not Mm -hmm. just with Bill O'Brien, but the idea that we think Bill is going to delegate in all three phases of the team because Joe Judge and Cam Accord are on special teams because Gerard Mayo and Steve Belichick are on defense. He can delegate to everybody. Hell, we think he delegated significantly during the spring to Matt Groh mm-hmm. and his staff. And that mm-hmm. Bill can just pick his spots, be 71 years old, bring the experience where the experience is needed. Coach a specific play, player, situation, whatever he so chooses. So it it is a positive. I don't want to say this isn't a positive that they've taken a step in the Bill O'Brien direction and brought the C word competency to their offense. But it is strange with how that that tells you, I guess how bad it was last year, how, uh, how much this is being embraced and like the pot. Oh my God, he's delegating to a guy who actually for 20 years has coached offense. He's an expert. He has more than his 10,000 hours of knowledge. He brings everything we want to the table. The fact that it's been so positively embraced um, is interesting to me and tells you how bad it was a year ago and how how left wanting you people were at the time. There we before. are. There we yeah, are. All right. squeeze it in. Okay. It felt we, forced, but it felt necessary. I was gonna as well. say we're about five and a half minutes into a six rings breaking Boston crossover. Not even seven in the morning. And yes, you got your first you people out of it. Good. You know, get it out of your system before you go to OTAs today and andy will be there along with our guy mike cadlick so make sure you give him a follow at jumbo heart and at mike cadlick with a k for all the latest updates videos and analysis of what's going on in the field you were the one though who forwarded the idea you you sort of uh you created and engineered this idea that uh i think your working hypothesis was uh in a column i read it was belichick is semi-retired now now he yep. is not he's still just as involved just as active as ever but oh, is he? I, I think he's so. Delegating. Or at least we Did think here. So. I yeah. read it. He's yeah. delegating. Yes, he's de- he's delegating now. Exactly. And we should be excited because people with different ideas from last year are coming in. We did hear last year, halfway through the season, that Belichick got more involved with the offense and almost sort of had to take over play calling at times because things were so bad, because the offense had just become so lame. And there was and that's su- right when Matt started saying, I mean, Max started saying, yeah. Shut the F up. Yeah. The F are you talking about? Quick game. Fing sucks. F you. F this. F that. It That's was weird. bad. Bill was mad. Bad from Jump Street. Whereas here we are, first week of June. We have reason to think it's going to be good. Uh, I, I think people are making too much of it, but for two things. One, again, going back to the idea 
that there really isn't a lot else to pin your hope to now that the Celtics underwhelmed and failed in the Eastern Conference Finals and that the Bruins massively underwhelmed and got bumped in the first freaking round in Game 7 of overtime. The uh, little note or nugget for everybody, the Florida Panthers are now down two games to none to Bruce Cassidy's Vegas Golden Knights. They are looking like they have a firm grasp and control even I can't with, we get coaches like yeah, that. I, I, yeah, Bob, I know God, there's so much Bob LaBelle going around these days. It's brutally painful for the Boston sports super fan. Uh, any which way the result ends up, no matter even if two te- even if two teams that didn't have a connection to the Bruins were involved in the Stanley Cup finals, there would be little to nothing but pain for the diehard Boston Bruins fan these days. But so it goes. Um, I think that's one. And number two, the Patriots are going to always seem to have a judged against their own standard syndrome, if you will. Allow me to explain. So now we're judging the Patriots against last year because last year was so pathetic. We saw that Warren Sharp stat from last week where, what was it, 102 of their drives ended in turnovers or punts, and that was sixth worst in the NFL. Like that was really bad. You know I'm not a, a huge analytics guy. Or EFF, EPA, yeah. DVOA. Those, that those, don't lie. Um, that doesn't lie. And he's put out a million of those. Just It's NFL teams from a year ago where they rank in whatever. And he just mm-hmm. lists them. Mm-hmm. He puts mm-hmm. the numbers. And then mm-hmm. you scroll down and you're like, where's NE? Where's NE? Where's yeah, I was like, because so it was like, one of these new mega tweets you're allowed to compose that was like. His, you have to the, click more. The length. I did, like, oh, you, did, you had you to hit more twice. Yeah, you guys in in the old uh, newspaper world, you guys didn't make it to above the fold. Like you're in the more segment above the fold. You made page three, and it's so amazing how many of those he's put out. Which we all knew, like Mm -hmm. we knew the offense sucked, but he adds numbers to say, yeah, it really it it sucked worse than I thought it sucked. Yes, the the level of suckitude that the Patriots offense last year was able to achieve was damn near historic, and so yeah, they had to last year. Seventh worst offense in terms of turnover drives that ended in turnovers, fourth down, uh, uh, and punts. 102 times. The number one team, the most efficient offense last year was the Detroit Lions, believe it or not. They had almost half as many drives. And, and imagine if you took out that Patriots game where they sucked. I know. Imagine that as well. And you still can't convince me. You still can't convince me that with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia calling the show last year and their disdain or their frust- disdain for or frustration with Mac Jones, that they didn't call better games for Bailey Zappi. I'll never be, we may never know the direct answer as to why those games look better. I'm still going to go to my grave, hopefully no time soon, thinking that Judge Dang. and Patricia showed favoritism in terms of play calling to Zappi over Mac. That's how bad it was last year. Uh, that is how bad it was, but that's also what's created this comparison that you just talked about for everything they do is going to be embraced. I mean, mm-hmm. Mac Jones throws to Tyquan Thornton and it's immediately on the Twitter feed for the Patriots. Oh, and then pass. immediately I'm reading about, you know, these lists where Tyquan Thornton is going to be one of the breakout receivers in the national football league. One of the breakout players, like because of a slow mo play against miles Bryant. Exactly. Against miles Bryant. Everybody wow. is like, wait a minute. I didn't know that was miles Bryant. I, I, yeah. I, I look at it differently now that I know it's miles Bryant. Um, but that's where I do think people want to embrace the idea that Mac Jones can get back to Mac from his rookie year, that Bill O'Brien is a real offensive coordinator, that this offense can't possibly be as bad as what we saw a year ago. Now, I will say it there was. are some who are still slow because 
So I posted a column yesterday about this idea that maybe the Patriots suddenly have snuck into the most hopeful Boston sports team role well, well, and well. got negative comments. I was going to say we should we should we should scroll scroll through the uh, scroll through and see the comments because of course there it is. Wait, did the Patriots just become the most hopeful team in Boston? And here we go. Not with Mac at quarterback. No, no. Next question. No, not with that whiner at quarterback. Just today, have you forgotten about the Celtics, bro? What are we doing here? Oh my God! Like it's just what, and there's These still like, what is Mac Jones going to have to do to shake this rep he's got in town now? It's like 50-50 people that think he's going to have a great third season or at least a bounce back and professional level, if not excellent season, and then fifty percent get him out of here. Get him out. What? I think it's wow. a higher percentage that's get him out. I think there's a negative. And <clears throat> the one Yikes. thing that people, he's operating in that, deficit to start the season. It certainly feels that way. Um, the one thing that I will say seems to sway people's belief. And this is the second thing tied into this off season we're in is there, there are people that believe, well, get D hop and maybe we'll talk kind of responses. Maybe give him D hop, see what D hop can do. Mm-hmm. And that was another aspect of Burt Breer's column that I think we need to touch on is he says, Bill O'Brien would be open to the idea of D Hop coming, um, or is it would be open to, or is it fi- fine with, or put yeah, up no fine, fight? Yeah, whatever. Okay. I don't give a rat's ass. No, that I wasn't don't either. The question. The question is: Is D Hop interested in playing for Billy O'Brien? That's the right? important question. Like, what are we doing here? I knew Bill O'Brien would take a receiver. He didn't hate him personally. He traded him away. He thought he made a terrible comparison where he brought up the word Aaron and Hernandez Mm -hmm. in anything other than a documentary about murders or Florida Gators football. That'll be on Netflix in August. And now I need to know what does D hop think? And maybe D hop is becoming more open to the idea as he sees less and less money on the open market. You Mm -hmm. have all these teams that are like, yeah, we would take D hop, but what did, what did Bean say in Buffalo? Like, I'm, I think he's going to get a pretty decent contract, basically saying we don't have the decent contract to hand him right now. Yeah, I think is the he- Chiefs and the Bills have basically been ruled out because words leaking out from Camp D-Hop now that he's had to hire an agent that he is looking for a payday in the realm and or neighborhood of what OBJ got for Baltimore. Side note, I believe you and I both thought that when that contract got given out in April, it was just short of ludicrous, like, yeah. You know, he's coming off his second ACL, hasn't played football since February of the previous season and may just his knee may explode, you know, like a, a yeah. Elon Musk rocket. Yeah. And I actually think D-Hop, you can argue, is worth more money now just because over the second half of last season, how productive he was and showed what he had left, regardless of separation or whatever his physical tools. Dude can get open and catch the football. He showed that with no quarterback play. So his, his value I can see him internally mm-hmm. saying, I'm worth more than that guy. That guy hasn't played. That guy hasn't been good in five years. Such a I, bad I was good deal. Five Such months ago. Contract. Um, <clears throat> but I don't think he's getting that contract from the Patriots. And more importantly, I don't know what he thinks personally of Bill O'Brien. Like Mm-mm. everybody was judging it on that video he did a while back where he just did like facial re- reactions to. All right, D Hop, I'm going to need you to show me just with facial reaction only which quarterback you want to play with or how you feel about going to this organization. And whenever they made the Patriots, he kind of did one of those sitcom style, like, mm, I don't know yeah. about <laughs> fish for he dinner gave again. Face that says, for 20 million, I'd do it, but I'm not mm-hmm. really that interested. That was the face that he gave. An easier and- path to the championship, maybe in Buffalo and Kansas City. Well, D Hop, they don't have that much money. Right. Um, but so this whole, another, like, again, like 
because Bill O'Brien would take him, mm-hmm. is that supposed to imply like the Patriots are really close to getting him? This this desire for positivity is is creating these strange reactions to reports that are fine. Like I'm again, I'm not ripping the report. I like news, I like nuggets, I like information about the Patriots, but I don't really think it means anything if Bill O'Brien would take him. It's would D Hop join Bill O'Brien? Does he want to, especially if it's Bill O'Brien's offense, it's his world. He's the CEO of the Patriots offense. Mm-hmm. It's not like, no, 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 I'm just going to go there and I'm only going to answer to Belichick. No, it's it's Bill O'Brien's offense. So if you go there, you're working very closely with a guy who I don't know if you hate him or not. I don't think you do. I think that was probably overblown at this point. I think it's probably some water under the bridge. I think but, even Hopkins has said as much that it's not a yes. big, that it's not as big a deal but as other people say, because he went to Arizona it, and got paid. It's not about it's not about that. It's about the money at this point. And right. that's the biggest. And maybe if nobody has money, but again, if nobody has money, let's just go down that road. If nobody okay. has money, all right. And now he goes to Buffalo or Kansas city where at least I can win, or maybe I can, you know, get a national ad campaign. That'll help augment my pay because I'm playing on one of the two teams expected to win the AFC. So I don't know. I don't really understand the D hop thing and the people that are holding on hope to D hop coming to new England. Yeah, let's let's see the teams right now that have the most salary cap space. The Patriots are, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like they're twelfth or thirteenth overall with fit about fourteen and a half million. The other team that has been mentioned as a possible uh, Hopkins suitor that has have been emerging recently would be the Brownies, and that's because of the Deshaun Watson DeAndre Hopkins connection from their time playing together in Houston under Bill O'Brien. Okay. I guess that would make sense. They could probably use another quality receiver to pair up with sure. Amari Cooper. You know, uh, Jarvis Landry is not walking through that door anytime soon. They got a bunch of twos and threes there as well. That that make and and far be it from them to ever make a controversial move as well. They have just as competitive a division this year with the Super Bowl favorite Cincinnati Bengals, a tougher than advertised Pittsburgh Steelers team, and a Ravens team that also might be interested in adding Hopkins to their wide receiver room that has improved drastically with hopefully healthy Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers drafted this year, and now Odell Beckham Jr. I, I I just, I have wanted Hopkins all along. The wide receiver room as it's shaping up for the Patriots is, uh, it's like two different categories. It's the veterans on a prove it slash redemption tour in Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker. Uh, you've got then a bunch of other guys that have done nothing basically. You got all these six-round rookies, undrafted free agents. You got Tyquan Thornton, who's now a breakout candidate, according to NFL media. DeAndre Hopkins coming in would would represent like a clear top of the food chain. Like he would just just zip right to the top. And I know he'd be a couple months behind, but he's familiarish enough with what Bill O'Brien has orchestrated as an offensive coordinator previously. I don't think it would be a long learning curve for him to come in and turn heads come camp time in late july andy no i i think if you can figure out how to get him here it's great it's i'm not gonna say it's perfect because he's not 24 in the prime of his career Mm -hmm. but he immediately is as you said the most proven you can put the the highest expectations on him whatever you want to call it the guy gets open and catches the football in his nfl career now there's the other baggage which Mm -hmm. is legitimate he's not a big practice guy he's not a big structure guy like wrong side of of 30 
He's on the wrong side of 30. You know, there are some some negatives to it, but he immediately becomes the surest thing you have of mm-hmm. going out there on Sundays, catching the football and, and, and getting open when Mac needs him and giving you a competitive matchup against whoever he goes against. But, I mean, I, I don't know why you can't just be happy with what you have. It's not perfect, nope. but you're also not the Cowboys. I saw the Cowboys were working out receivers because uh, Antonio Callaway got arrested and he got cut, and one of the receivers they worked out was Nikhil Harry. It's not ah! like you're working out Nikhil Harry and bringing Nikhil Harry and back. And the Cowboys have more salary cap space right now than, than the Patriots. They have $20.5 There's another team that is expected to go to the playoffs. Maybe Hopkins, Maybe they emerge as a dark horse. Like I don't have a quarterback. This is not a fate to complete. This is not just going to happen like in the next couple of days. I think... I think given the fact that OTAs are happening and Hopkins is probably thinking, I don't really need to do that. I'll strap yeah. him on for camp in late July. I'll keep working out at my own pace right now, making sure I stay in playing shape-ish. Uh, I think this is going to be a little bit of a tour. Are the Patriots in the – as it should be, too. This is his last big contract. So are the Patriots in the mix? It seems so. Do we think it's likely? No, it's not a given. Would he improve their receiver room in the team overall? Hell yes, he would. Uh, this is the first half of a two-legger, as we like to call it, on six rings and football things. And it is also your morning cup of sports to start the day for the Boston Sports Super Fan. If you head over to WEEI.com right now, you can read Mike Cadlick's 10 players to watch today at OTAs with other players reporting. What's going to be fun is when you get to the second half of this podcast, we'll have Andy's fresh takes and opinions on what he saw at OTAs today as well. So this is sort of like a before and after podcast for those that are in the six rings feed. Yes, Andy. And our knowledge of the New England Patriots in the meaningful and or meaningless, depending on how you look at it, OTA shorts and t-shirts action is about to go through the roof because we have access to five of the next eight days of the New England Patriots. OTA today, another OTA on Thursday, Thursday I believe. Friday because Bill Thursday, Belichick think, is yeah. an a-hole mm-hmm. and always puts out a mm-hmm. vague schedule. Uh, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of minicamp scheduled. Sometimes they cut the third day of minicamp and we're not out there. But over the next week, you essentially uh, will get a ton of Patriots coverage from the OTA field. How about that? How about that? How do you like it? Patriots will always be judged against their own standard, whether it is the standard of greatness once the flying Elvis came into the fold and then they went to nine Super Bowls and won six of them during the Tom Brady era or when they couldn't even advance the football past the 50 last year and were one of the worst offenses in recent NFL history. Uh, Mike Cadillac has guys to keep your eye on wide receiver Ed Lee, the six year senior from Rhode Island who just signed with the Patriots yesterday. Juju, Ty Montgomery, Pierre Strong, Gonzalez, Barmore, Malik, Taekwon, Marte Mapu and Mac Jones. Andy, I am going to have to get your spin on all of those once you go down to practice today. Uh, Gonzalez, number one on the list. If you saw the photos from Patriots.com when the media wasn't there, Mm -hmm. he was making a catch that was a combination of Antonio Brown and the aforementioned OBJ. There was airborneness. There was spinning. There was contorting. I had to give him my O face. Oh, you took it too far. All right. That's my cue to wrap this one up. Uh, Thank you for subscribing, rating, reviewing, listening to Breaking Boston. We try to help set the table and get you going on your day as a Boston diehard and super fan. If you're listening to this on the Six Rings and Football Things feed, and personally, I think you should be subscribing to both because they're excellent podcasts that are, uh, we just need the awards to be able to call them award-winning. Stick around, don't go anywhere, because right now we'll be coming up 
with some reactions to OTAs today. Have a great one, everyone. Six, tra six rings train keeps rolling.